this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want more shows every week, on Thursdays we release a bonus show on the website to members only. So if you want to hear more of The Confessionals on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. And we also offer emergency supplies. And I'll tell you, friends, after what I saw happening in Texas and the food shortages down there, I started thinking about what we offer here, and I'm glad we did. If you want to go ahead and check that out and get yourself some emergency supplies, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And there you can get yourself emergency supply of food, four-week supply, two-week supply, other things that aren't just food-related. It's a great website to go ahead and check it out. Now, this week we have Jamal coming on the show, and Jamal grew up on a Native American reservation, and he has insane stories. I actually have done three interviews with Jamal, and this is the first interview of three. And we're going to be talking about the Skimwalker today and his experiences when him and his friends would go and look for these things. And sometimes when you look for something, you actually find it. So let's get to Jamal right now. All right, today we got Jamal on the show. Man, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So, uh, you don't live on the Indian Reservation now, do you? Uh, no, I moved uh, off the reservation about 2013, 2014. Yeah, okay. so I've been living in uh, off the reservation for a, a while. I got you. Uh, you sound like a younger guy. How old are you? Um, 27. I just turned 27 this Tuesday. 
So, oh, man. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, you have experiences that you've had living on the reservation, and we're going to talk about that today. And let's just get right into the Skinwalker story first. I mean, or stories, I'm not sure, because I know that Native Americans talk about the Skinwalker a lot more than any other culture in this country. And so there are Native Americans that have had run-ins with an S on the end of it, with these things. And so uh, let's get yeah. on the topic of Skinwalker, man. Where are we, go- where are we going with this? Um, so before I get into the next story, um, <clears throat> I thought I'd share a little bit of a uh, little bit of history of Skinwalkers from what I've been told that that's all right. Good. So I don't know if you know this, but Skinwalkers were actually created for good they weren't something that just manifested and it was just pure evil. They, a lot of, uh, so this is back, uh, way back. So like I put in the email and said, a letter started first showing up. Um, so these skinwalkers kind of were created to spy, to turn into animals. Um, because no one's really going to worry about like a coyote or a fox or a bird or something. If, in, in their area. So these forts, they would kind of like train these people to turn into different animals and cast like spells and stuff, um, just to get into these, uh, camps and to spy on, uh, forts and stuff, just to get information that they needed. So that's kind of how that came about. And there was like a, a punishment that did come with, uh, if you were caught, uh, using your, the skinwalker abilities for like evil, what they would do back then is take the person that is suspected of doing evil with uh, these the, the powers they were given. They were tied down on top of an anthill and kind of just left there until they couldn't take it no more. Uh, so all day, night, they would be stung by ants just until they swear not to do it anymore. Um, and then eventually, through time, it started uh becoming a, a taboo thing so nobody it was it was good it was used for good at first but through time it started becoming like a, a bad like evil thing to do because my thinking on it is it kind of makes sense when i think about it like this is because there's a lot of uh native americans that are kind of like struggling out here uh so on, on the reservation there's a lot of elders that have like sheep and cattle and stuff that they take care of and usually Sometimes people get jealous of that because, well, they want to have more sheep and stuff like that. They want more money. So I think a lot of the modern day skinwalker stuff, it kind of evolved out of like jealousy and like greed and hate. So that's kind of when the modern day skinwalkers kind of came about where it's a lot of evil stuff that are, that they're kind of doing. I don't know if you know this part, but like, people say it all the time, but I don't really know if it's like true. That's something I don't really, uh, understand because they say like, if you want to become a skinwalker, one of the rituals is you'll have to kill like one of your family members, somebody that you love in order to become a skinwalker. And to me, that doesn't really, uh, make sense because if they could turn, if they could gain these abilities back then without having to kill somebody, then, 
surely they can build it easy today without having to kill somebody and that's kind of where i'm just like maybe it's like an initiation thing that they're doing to make sure that you this is the life that you want and if you want it then you have to do this horrible act just to prove to them that this is something you want um and i've heard one story about um some girl whose uh, mother tried to become a skinwalker like her mother killed um, her son or his, yeah. So it's a little girl, her brother, and her mom. But I guess the mother killed her son because the daughter was her favorite um, in order to become a skinwalker. <laughs> but she ended up getting caught for that. Um, and she is serving time for murdering her own uh, child. And that's, I forget where I heard that. It's somewhere at work when somebody was telling me about skinwalkers and stuff. Um, all right. So, yeah, so I am Native American and, um, I mean, I've always been into this kind of stuff, uh, like ever since I could remember. <laughs> um, but the stories, uh, kind of surrounding the skinwalker topic all took place when I was in high school. Uh, so freshman to senior year. Um, so the first paranormal thing that I've seen, I'm not sure if it was a skinwalker or not, but it did take place on the reservation. Uh, it started from there, and then it kind of progressively uh, <clears throat> got a little more interesting. Um, but it was back on the reservation, a little area called Sheep Springs, New Mexico. I was staying at a friend's place uh, in uh, this friend, uh, he's the one that, uh, we were kind of like a, a team, I guess we used to go out and do all this stuff together, but it started there at his place where we were, there's these like tunnels and we were in there, uh, building a fire. Cause that's just what we do. We were bored. So we decided to build a fire inside some tunnels. Uh, and then we hear, some knocking and this is around like maybe midnight one in the morning um so it's pretty dark uh no vehicles no people around just building tunnels and or building fires in the tunnel and <clears throat> as we were building the fire we kind of hear something at the other end of the tunnel because we were on one end and this noise that we heard came from the other end uh and then we were kind of like quiet because we weren't sure if we were hearing what we were hearing. We were thinking maybe it was like cows or horses or something because they usually roam around that area. Uh, and <clears throat> there's nothing for a while. And then all of a sudden you hear a, a thump, another thump, and then it sounds like something dragging. And it sounds like it was coming toward us. Um, and it was still in the darkness uh, in, in this good distance. So we were kind of freaking out. So we lit a... Uh, a rag and stick on fire, uh, then chucked it down the tunnel. And when it landed, it landed next to something that looked like, uh, a goat or a dog or something. It looked like it had a bunch of hair and its neck was like really long. And it made this like weird, like humming kind of a noise, like a deep growling humming kind of noise when it, the light hit it. And that's when we freaked out and left. And then that's kind of what started uh, this whole skinwalker thing. Because we weren't sure if that was a skinwalker thing. But 
And they kind of sparked our curiosity after that because we did run away. We went back to my friend's house and then uh, we kind of just talked about it from there. And then that was kind of it. I went home the next day uh, and uh, my friend who was on Sheet Springs, he was sleeping, Like I think it was the next morning. Um, but he woke up at around maybe 6, 6.30 in the morning because his dog was scratching at his window. Uh, and he, he thought it was weird because like, his dog's never done that. Uh, his window was open, but there was a screen, screen window there, a screen there to keep the bugs from coming in. But his dog uh, was scratching there for a little bit. And then it was quiet for a few seconds. And then the dog just jumps through the window. And then he hears like a really like deep growl come from outside of his window. And his dog was just like, it, it ran under his bed and it was like scared. And uh, my friend didn't know what to do. So he hurry up, got up, went outside. And he said he couldn't find anything. But as he was getting up, he said he heard something like big running away from his uh, window. And we thought that was weird. So, uh, we went to school, we talked about it a little bit, uh, and then, uh, and that's when we kind of sparked our interest about skinwalkers. So any story I could find, I would ask my grandparents, my parents, uh, my aunts, uncles, uh, friends about their skinwalker experiences, uh, then kind of like track down where they had those experiences. Um, in the beginning, it was just kind of global because, I didn't really have a license to, or I didn't really drive around that much back then. Um, I was only 14, 15 around there. Um, so we usually just walked to these locations. Any locations that we hear were like hotspots for skinwalkers. You would go ahead and uh, walk there. Uh, it wasn't until much later we started driving to these locations. But <clears throat> so there's this place. Uh, and this is back where I grew up on the reservation. It's um, it's a place called Two Gray Hills, uh, and there's uh, housing there, uh, NHA housing, uh, and that's where my family used to live. And uh, I have uh, three other sisters, um, and my mom and my stepdad. We all live in that house, and my friend would stay over a lot. And uh, whenever he would stay over, we'd uh, kind of just like around like seven or eight we'd leave i go for a walk to these places that people say that they've seen uh skinwalkers and stuff um so we didn't really know what the name of this place was but it was probably uh about a mile a mile half a mile a mile walk from my, my parents place so that's where we could go because that's where we hear most of the stories uh come from um, so yeah, it's usually like every weekend, almost every weekend, we'd go out, uh, seven, eight, nine, uh, PM, uh, because, uh, if you're going to be looking for something like this, the best time to do it is at night. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so the earliest account, so most of the story or the stories will take place around here because it all started in Sheet Springs, but. It, the most majority of the story kind of take place around uh, the two Great Hills area that I, my parents used to, or I used to live in with my parents. They still live there. And every time I get a chance to visit, I'll visit. But with everything going on now, I can't really go out there on the weekends. Um, 
but yeah, we would go out to this area. We called it the cliffs and the trees because there was just a bunch of high uh, cliff areas with a bunch surrounded by like trees and a little stream. Uh, we would walk there and climb on trees and just kind of like wait there at night and just listen out for stuff. Um, I think one weekend we got kind of bored, so we built a. Uh, we found this little spot. It was like a little opening. And there's a bunch of like dead trees, so we kind of took those trees and built like a little fort <laughs> out of that area. Uh, and this was probably around uh, 10 p.m. was about the time we were almost done. But we heard something uh, running around uh, us, so we thought it was weird. It's it was too heavy to be a, or it was too light to be a to be a, a cow. Um, but it was moving pretty fast, like around us. So uh, what we did is we got uh one of our well, we had an energy drink and we kind of just shook it up and we wanted to make as much noise as possible so we shook it and then he just like stabbed nice into it and made a big pop and then that's when everything like went silent and then this thing whatever was running around us kind of ran away and we thought that was pretty weird um uh and then nothing really happened the rest of that night but fast forward a couple of weekends um we went back out there again um, and this was probably around like winter time is, uh, maybe December, January. Um, but the friend and I, this is, we went during like a little earlier around like five or six, um, to the area we called the cliffs. It's because uh, it was fresh snow. It was really nice. So we took our boards, our skateboards, we took the wheels off of them. We, uh, Stapled some traps to them, uh, put some wax on the bottom of them, and took and took them to the the cliff area because there was a bunch of like really big hills that we could slide down. So we did that uh, for a while, and um, I wanted to continue like kind of just finding other hills to go down. But my friend was getting kind of like tired, and he wanted to go back. So uh, I told him like if he wanted to go back, he could go back, and I kind of just hung out there out there by myself uh it was probably around like eight seven thirty eight eight ish um and i decided to um climb on top of this hill and a couple of rocks just to get a good look out of the area we were in uh and i tried to look for my friend and my i couldn't see my friend and uh it turns out that he was trying to look for me too because he was walking in through the trees because that's the way the exit the area you have to walk through some uh, thick trees just to get out but he was walking in there and he heard a bunch of noises around him and that's where he kind of like freaked out because well he thought it was me at first behind him um and he tried to call my name but that wasn't like there because i was on top of a hill uh and he was, yeah, was getting a little freaked out and when he uh saw that nothing was there he kind of freaked out, so he went back out of the trees. Like he, the way he came in is the same way he went back, because he was trying to look for me to, because he thought I was playing a joke on him. Uh, and as soon as he gets out of those trees, he's walking, he's walking back toward the area we were just at, uh, and he comes up on this hill, and then he sees somebody walking in, in distance, a quarter mile, maybe less, um, and he thinks it's me, so he calls out my name. Uh, and when I don't answer, he's just like, thinking like, oh, doesn't he hear me? So he yells it again. 
And this person that was walking started to like slowly get on all fours and crawling. And my friend would, the way he described it was he heard like, like a bones popping or joints, joints popping, bones cracking or something like it was changing right in front of him. Uh, yeah. So he was, he, he, yeah, he said he just steered it. He was frozen. He couldn't really like do anything. He wanted to run, um, but he was just caught up in the moment. He was just staring at this thing start to change right in front of him. Um, and then he he, he kind of looks around because he's trying to look for me. Uh, and this thing is like it's already gone. It went over a hill and it's it's gone. Uh, and then he when he he's looking around and I see him. Uh, fortunately I wasn't looking that way when this was happening. I was looking in another direction. Um, but he sees me, uh, he's calling out, but I can, I can barely hear him. Um, but he's waving his arms and, uh, I'm waving my arms too. And it's getting pretty dark, but there's still enough light to see each other. So I'm waving him down. Uh, then he starts making his way toward me. Uh, and he's moving a little faster than, uh, uh, than I thought he would because I, I, I didn't really think, I didn't think anything was going on because I didn't see what happened. So he, he comes, he comes up the hill, he finds me, he's like, "Dude, did you see that? Did you see that thing?" And I was like, uh, "No, like what? Like, like what did you? What did you? What are you talking about? What did you see?" And he was telling me all about this guy who he thought was me. He tried calling my name to him, wasn't answering, and the, he told me about the, the, the like the thing like changing right in front of him, and that was that was weird. <laughs> in a way um did he see it actually changing in front of him <clears throat> yeah he said it was like right in front of him like like oh, wow. right in front of him well like less like less than a quarter of a mile away and it was just like changing in front of him i don't think it saw him but he was looking at it i got and you. it yeah yeah so, so it was really weird but yeah i yeah, mean so when when you were telling the story, I was thinking it was so far away, he couldn't even see, but he was hearing the bones crack, but he actually saw it transform and heard the bones cracking, but it was fa- he was far enough away from it that it really didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the, the area was in, there was a bunch of like small hills and stuff too. So um, he was kind of like seeing like hidden behind one and he was, he was, he was coming up on one when he saw what he thought was me. Uh, and that's when he started calling me. Um, but this thing was walking down a hill, and that's it's when he kind of lost it. <laughs> wow, fascinating. Yeah, yeah uh, but that, that doesn't end there. <laughs> um, so, you know, he tells me about it. He's freaking out. He says he wants to, like, go back, go back home. So I'm just like, all right, well, you know, like, I'm not going to keep him out here if he doesn't want to be. So we started making our way back. And when we got back, we told uh, my parents about it. Um, and my mom is just you know, like, cool. Like, she doesn't really um, care what I what I do out there. So um, she's just like, oh, cool. Well, you know, uh, just passing it off. <laughs> uh, but my stepdad's like, oh, you, you, so you guys can just like, not be out there getting angry at us for being out there for doing those kind of things. But that just kind of made me want to go back out there again. Um, so that's the end of that event. 
Um, and then fast forward a couple weekends, like every other weekend, yeah, he would come over. We'd go back out there, look around. Most of the time, we wouldn't really like find anything, um, but we were persistent. We wanted to see something, so we'd go back to that area, uh, for, like every chance we got. Uh, and I know, like, <clears throat> there's some shows <laughs> that like go to one area hoping to catch something, but they're only there for one night. And I always thought that was kind of like a like a flawed kind of a idea because if you go to someplace one night, don't see anything and give up, and then you're not really going to see anything. So we were consistently going out there every other weekend just to try to catch what we can, uh, <clears throat> and we were doing it enough that uh, we finally managed to see something else. And it's so we were on our way to the cliff area. Uh, and as we were uh, getting closer, and this is probably around 9, 30, 10, so it's pretty dark. Um, and this is during the springtime. Uh, so we're walking closer to it, and we see this guy, like, he's, like, standing on top of this, like, hill. Like, so it's like a little hill before it dips down into, like, a little forested area with a stream. And that's the usually, like, the area we would kind of go in to go down into the, to the tree area, the cliff area. And there was a guy standing there, and we were kind of just like, we, were just, we just stopped. Like, you couldn't see we were wearing all black, but this guy was wearing, like, white uh, something. I don't know what he was wearing, like, a white shirt or something. Um, but we could see him. <clears throat> and then uh, we're just looking at him, and we were like, okay, this is weird. Like, maybe it's somebody else who's, like, looking around out here uh, for something, because uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of bored uh, Native American kids out there that will kind of just walk around looking for something to do, especially at night. <laughs> I don't know why, but we like going out at night. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at him, and uh, so I just started to like, all right, well, let's uh, see if we can provoke this thing. So uh, they say you're like, um, so, so the way to say skinwalker in uh, Navajo is yethnagloshi. Uh, and that's kind of what I, what I started yelling, like, I was yelling at the top of my lungs as I was like, who is like, yeah, not Loshi. Like, this is my friend. If you want to mess with him or, uh, do whatever you guys do, Dang. like, we give you permission. And as soon as I said that, uh, this thing kind of like, it slowly looked toward us and then it kind of just turned around and walked down the hill and we were just like, okay, maybe it's just some some kid maybe he's just messing around but then when he walked down that hill um <clears throat> he came back out but it was like a coyote or a dog or something it was a canine of some sort and then it just kind of like walked away <laughs> from us so it, 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 he went back down came back up and then he just walked away on all fours as a canine of some sort, whether it be a coyote, wolf, or a dog, I wasn't close enough to actually see it, but it just walked away, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, in my head, I'm thinking maybe it's his dog or something, uh, and that's what we're seeing. Um, but for that one, I can't be 100% sure. Um, so we decided not to go any further. So we're just like, okay, we're not going to go any further. We're just going to turn around and... Uh, call it a night because <laughs> we don't want to deal with that right now so we turn around go back home um and then <clears throat> we get to a certain spot uh it's like a little bridge 
Um, but we're hanging on that bridge for about an hour, uh, just kind of like looking around, making sure we don't see anything. And around that area, around like nighttime, you can hear like coyotes, like coyote pack. You can hear they're like they're hollering. Uh, it's kind of creepy. So we were like, okay, let's not get uh, attacked by a bunch of uh, coyotes out here. So is around like 11, almost midnight. So we decided to walk the rest of the way home. And when we got back to my place, uh, my parents were still up. Uh, it's usually, it's weird for them to be up that late, but they were up. My sisters were up. Um, <clears throat> so we get back home, we go back into my room and we, uh, decided to play some video games. Um, uh, and back then I had a, I had a PlayStation, but we decided to play, um, Nintendo 64. So that's what we were doing for like up until midnight to one in the morning. Um, and then we kind of fall asleep and the way the house is kind of set up is, uh, there's two rooms at the end. Uh, it's my room and then my parents are across on the other side. And then down the hall is my sister's room and the restroom. Um, so it's myself. I have my own room. My older sister has her own room. Being that we're the oldest, we kind of wanted our own rooms, our own space. So we got that. And my two little sisters slept, kind of slept in the living room. Um, <laughs> and they said they were sleeping. Uh, and we were out by this time. Cause it was like 5, 5.30, 6 in the morning. By the 6 in the morning, my little sister, uh, the youngest, was sleeping on the floor. And the second youngest was sleeping on the couch. And my youngest sister... Uh, said that something opened the door. So the way they, it's kind of set up in the living room is when they sleep, they usually have the door uh, open, but there's a screen door that's locked uh, with the screen down so air could come through because it was just starting to warm up and we hadn't put our AC in yet. So that's kind of how they uh, handled that. But my sister said she woke up because she heard like metal slamming, like a lot, like, like a little light, like, because there's like a little hook lock that kind of locks the screen door in place. But she said she heard that kind of just like something lifted it up and dropped it. And it was just kind of like dangling there. And then she heard the the, the, the door handle, like the knob turn. And then the screen door just kind of slowly started opening. And she was like half asleep and just like barely looking. She was kind of like freaking out. She didn't know what was going on. She was, she was thinking either maybe it's like my said that getting up getting ready for work or something um but it's the weekend so it'd be kind of weird for that to happen he doesn't work on the weekends um but yeah she thought it was him maybe he's getting in the car or somebody outside but when she uh she had her eyes barely open looking toward the door and as uh time started going by the door started slowly opening and she heard some sniffing because you know how like when dogs are curious they're doing that weird sniff thing they're trying to figure out something that they're curious um but yeah she's looking toward the door and then she sees this coyote it's 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 pushing its nose in between the door and the door frame and it's pushing the door open uh and it's looking around inside um the living room (laughs) And she's just kind of scared because she's like, she she doesn't know what what's going on. Like, she doesn't know what this is. Like, why is a coyote, how, how would a coyote open a door uh, that was locked on the inside? 
So she's looking at it. She, she doesn't know like what to do. Um, but it was just sniffing. It was looking around. It didn't come fully through. Uh, it stopped until the, like he got to like halfway and it was just kind of like looking around. Um, and my sister said it didn't do anything. It just kind of looked around, got a little curious and then it just backed out and then it went away. And as soon as it left, she got up, um, locked the screen door back and then closed the actual door and locked it. Um, and she, she didn't tell my parents cause obviously they wouldn't believe her. So she told me and I was just like, Oh no, maybe it was that guy that we saw earlier that went down the hill and came back as something else. So we were kind of like, well, it's kind of like, just, wow. <laughs> so like it, it followed us home. Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that happened. And, uh, yeah, she just said it was really weird. She didn't know what to do or think at the time she was just kind of like frozen she was in shock or something um <clears throat> but uh then <clears throat> the upcoming night nothing happened um so my friend dropped him back off uh, a couple weekends go by and he's back over at my place and we decided to go out and uh do this again but this time we only made it about to that bridge i was talking about earlier we only walked about that far uh and we kind of hung out in that area for a little bit still unsure if you wanted to go back out there because of everything that just happened with my friends seeing the dude change right in front of them to the guy walking down the hill and coming back at something else and to my sister seeing that thing in our living room so we were just like okay well maybe we just uh I'll go all the way out there tonight. Maybe we'll just call it an early night and come back and play some video games. So that's what we decided to do. Uh, we came back around 10. Um, and my, my sisters were like, oh, you're back early. Like, cause it's weird for us to be back that early. I'm just like, oh yeah, we're too tired to go out there today. Um, so I get back in my room. Uh, and this is like summertime. Sometimes it was just like fast forward a, a couple of years, a year or two. Um, so we were in my room playing video games. And my sister was pregnant with uh, my nephew at the time. And her boyfriend was living with us. So they kind of shared that room. My two little sisters were still sleeping in the living room. Um, and I still have my own room. Friends staying over, we're playing some Nintendo 64. And uh, as around like 10, 30... 11-ish. Uh, and then my everybody was still awake except my parents. They were out. Um, and all of a sudden we hear like a like a drumming, like something right outside our window. Um, being that my sister and my room are right next to each other, our windows are right next to each other too. So like outside the window on the outside we hear like a like a drumming, like something beating on a drum or something. And then we hear like a chanting. And we're, me and my friend were just looking at each other. We paused the game. We we're looking at each other. And I'm like, do you hear that? Like, are we, are we hearing this? What's, like, what is this? And then you just hear, like, the, again, it's just like, it's like, it's not loud, but it's like very faint. You can hear drumming and like a little like chanting. So we were kind of like trying to figure out where the noise is coming from. And then when we figured out that it was coming from outside the window, yeah, we, <laughs> we got up. 
slowly. Uh, my stepdad had a paintball gun. Unfortunately, we don't have a gun. So oh, the best we could do is just a paintball gun. So my stepdad had one of those. Uh, and it was in my room at that time. So we decided to like get the paintball gun, slowly make our way toward the living room uh, to go outside. And when we got to the door, my sisters were still awake and they were like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we just, we heard something outside. We're going to take a look. So we get to the the door. Now we open it really quickly. And when we turn to look toward the window, we heard the noise coming from it. it, They were not next to our window or my window. They were next to my sister's window, uh, who was pregnant with my nephew at the time. Um, And yeah, so when we opened the door, looked that way, we saw these two uh, dogs or something run away from her window. And we were looking at each other like, what's the, yeah, we were a little speechless because it was a dog and a, or two, two dogs or something that were, that a drum noise was coming from and a chanting was coming from. Uh, And the chant was like really weird too. Uh, You'll see like, if you look up a lot of Native American, like music and stuff, you'll hear kind of like the, it's like a soft drum. It's not very loud, yeah. but it's like, yeah. So when we saw that, we were looking at each other like, why? Like how, like how, what's going, what is, what's happening here? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. So I went inside. I told my two little sisters about it. It was like, yeah, we just saw two dogs run away from uh, my sister's window. Uh, and they were playing a drum and chanting. That's what we were hearing. And, they were just like, what? Because I didn't know what to think of it too then either. So I go to my sister's room and I asked her, like, did you hear that chanting? She was like, yeah. Like, we didn't know what it was. We were just kind of curious. Um, and I told her that we went outside to check and uh, that there was some, there was two dogs or something by her window that were chanting and uh, some drum noise was coming from. And she was kind of scared because her and her boyfriend uh, were pretty traditional, <laughs> and they they kind of they kind of had an idea of what me and my friend used to do on the weekends. Um, so <laughs> they wanted to make sure everything was good. So the next day, uh, my sister's boyfriend invited his dad over to do a blessing on the house and like do a prayer. Uh, got some sage and burned it and kind of like bless the area i guess because his uh father is pretty traditional too um and then <laughs> when he found out what we were doing and we got an earful he was like upset with us telling <laughs> sure. us that we're not supposed yeah we're not supposed to be doing that kind of stuff <laughs> and so we kind of just took it like oh like, we're sorry we're not going to do it again <laughs> but we actually ended up doing it a couple more times after that <laughs> So yeah, they blessed the place. Um, everything is uh, fine with my sister and her son. Nothing happened. They might have the prayer might have worked or something. So yeah, that was really weird. Like seeing those two dogs, or something outside my sister's window chanting, and we couldn't figure it out. So we kind of just gave up on trying to figure it out. We were just thinking, hey, it's it's skinwalkers. It's the best thing we can come up with. Um, 
And then fast forward a couple of weekends again, um, my nephew was staying over at our place. Um, and he's somebody we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, he's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, at this time I let my sister sleep in my room. Um, so I can hang out in the living room and watch TV. Uh, but we were all in there at the time. Um, and one of my sisters went to bed cause she was getting tired, but it's just me. Uh, one of my little sisters, my nephew, uh, we were, and my, yeah, we were, my friend wasn't here at the time. So when that, yeah. So in the living room watching TV, uh, it's probably around 11, 1130. So, uh, we're sitting there and all of a sudden, cause we had our, our dining room. So it's, it's our, so when you first walk into our house, it's a living room. And then right next to it is the dining room and then the kitchen. It's all one big space. But in the dining room, we have a table and there's a light up above it, which we had on. That's the only light we had on. Um, and then <clears throat> it was like unusually dark under the table for some reason. We, you know, it was kind of weird. It was, it was weird to me because like it shouldn't be that dark the the way how dark it was, and and I'm just like staring at it, uh, and kind of keeping an eye on it for a little bit. But then my attention turns back toward the TV, and right as I'm looking toward the TV, this uh, under the table, this dark shadow kind of like it. It looked like the way the best way I could describe it is it looked like it was kind of hanging on underneath the table, but it looked like it kind of just like let go of the table and kind of floated down a little bit. And then it just took off into the kitchen and into our laundry room. And uh, I was kind of weirded out. And my nephew at the time, he saw it too. And he, he, he looked toward me and he's like, dude, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I saw it. Like, what was that? We got up. Went to went, I looked under the table, uh, nothing, and I went to our laundry room, and there was nothing in there either. But um, I do hear like stories of well, so um, so a lot of the times, um, skinwalkers, from what I've been told through stories, is um, a lot of the times they're not physically there. Um, and what I mean by that is they they do some kind of like a meditation of some sort to kind of get out of their bodies in a way, like their spirit or something. So they'll meditate, do a prayer or whatever, and then their physical bodies will stay near the stay in one spot, and then their spiritual bodies would come out and they can so so like usually when people say like because i have heard stories of people being chased by something on the side of the road who looks like a man or uh maybe it's like a coyote or something that's chasing them and it's keeping up with their vehicles uh most of the time it they're the skinwalker isn't actually there it's their spirit that's manifesting themselves there which is why they're able to keep up with the vehicles uh and usually when somebody says they see something like something in their house it might be a skinwalker doing that where they take their spirits out of their body and then they travel around and 
that's how they get into places, which is really weird. So I'm thinking that that's probably what it was, whatever the, the skinwalkers that we were hunting that kept following us home were still kind of like there. So we're, so in my, well, my thinking is that it's the skinwalker that was under our dining room table in his uh, spiritual body. And from there, it went from the table to the kitchen to the dining room. And he kind of just disappeared after, after that. Uh, that's the best way I could explain it. Or it could be a ghost, but I'm not sure. I mean, there's no like hauntings or anything in, uh, the area we live in. So the best thing I could deal with is a skinwalker. Yeah. So there was that. And then this next story, this one is kind of a, a weird one. Um, This is probably 2011. I'm going to say it's 2011 summertime. Um, um, so, if, so I think we were out of high school. I think we had just graduated from high school. Um, so it was during the summer. So that cliff area, we decided to, my friend and I, he was staying over again. So I, I we decided to like, oh, let's, go, let's go check it out for full cool time. It's been a while since we've been out there. So, uh, Around uh, 9.30, 10 between there, uh, we took off from my parents' place and started making our way toward the cliff area uh, in hopes to look for, like, skinwalkers. <laughs> like, I, I got a camera. It's a very crappy camera um, and a flashlight. That's the best you could do at the time. So we were like, okay, well, today's the day. Like, tonight's the night. We're going to get a skinwalker on camera, hopefully. So uh, that's that was our main goal for the night is to capture something on camera. Um, so we started walking toward there, um, <clears throat> and by the time we got about halfway there, we that's because our main goal there was to look for skinwalkers, but it ended up turning into something else where it, the, the whole event thing kind of lasted until about five, six in the morning. So we were out there all night, kind of. Uh, anyways, um, so we're walking there. We're halfway. And we see these like little orbs of light floating around that area that we were we were headed to, and we thought that was really weird. So um, we kind of just stopped and looked at it and stared at it for a little bit just to try to figure it out. Um, uh, and then we saw these like little lights, little orbs of light, kind of float up from that area into those the lights that were floating above it, uh, and then it just shot up. Like straight up into the sky, and it was really weird. So we were we weren't sure what was like happening. We were thinking like, okay, it might be aliens or something. It's like maybe we'll get ourselves an alien on camera. So excited, we started walking towards the thing because we wanted to see what what was happening over there. We wanted to get up close and personal or up close to see it. Um, and then uh, we we barely made it a couple of yards when we heard something like walking around us um, and it was a pretty cloudy night. So we couldn't really see the moon was hidden behind some clouds. Um, and uh, so 
we started hearing this thing like walking around us, but it didn't sound like something that was like on all fours. So it couldn't have been like a dog or a coyote or a fox. It couldn't, it sounded like it was two feet walking around us. Like it was trying to be quiet. Um, so we stop. My friend has a flashlight. He turns it on and he starts looking around. Uh, and does a full 360. He sees nothing and then he goes again. And then when he's turning uh, behind this bush and there's like a bunch of bushes around and they're usually, they're about like three to four feet high. Um, but when he shined the light, this thing looked like it was kind of like hunched over a bush. But as soon as the light hit it, it, it stood up and it was, it, uh, it was tall. It was, it was like a dark grayish color. Um, I just got a quick glimpse at it when he shined the light on it because as soon as my friend saw it, he, he, he freaked out. He got scared and he just turned around and started running back towards, uh, the housings that my parents live in. Um, and I didn't know what was hundred percent going on. I just saw that he was scared. And so like in my head, I'm like, okay, I better run too. So I, I start running behind him. Um, and then behind me, I can hear something running behind me like it was keeping up with us um but we got to a certain point where we stopped and we kind of just listened out and this thing it stopped too before uh it stopped when we stopped i guess uh and then my friend i got the flashlight from my friend and i started looking around too um, because i didn't know what was going on and i just asked him yeah, what, did, what, did, what did you see and he said he saw this the thing like the chapter it was tall, it was it was gray, it was like a dark, dark ish gray, uh very slender, very tall, like six like six feet, six, seven feet. Um and I'm looking around with a flashlight and like I'm not seeing anything and then I hear like something walking again, like it, it stepped on like a bush and like little twigs breaking. <laughs> we heard that. So I immediately turned the flashlight toward where I heard the noise coming from. And as soon as I do that, I see it again. That or I see it. Uh, my friend is just following the flashlight. So it's the second time he's seeing this thing and he's just like, oh, fuck. And then he started running again. And I ran with him because I saw what he saw. <laughs> and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So we just kept running. This thing was running behind us. But I don't know if it was like... It never did anything, really. It just kind of stalked us in a way. Uh, but we kept running. Uh, then we got to a road. And when we got on the road, we turned around, but we didn't see anything. So we're thinking maybe it didn't want to go into light or something. Maybe it didn't want us to fully see it. So it kind of just stayed in the dark because there's a couple of streetlights uh, on the road we were at because there's a daycare in that area. Um, and my friend and I, we used to climb on top of that daycare a lot. Uh, and that's what we decided to do. We, we jumped the fence. We, there's a certain spot that you can get on top of this daycare. So we would climb that, get on top. And then we kind of just got onto the side of the roof where, uh, all this stuff was going on. And we kind of just stood there looking around and trying to see if we see anything. Um, and the flashlight that we have is it's an LED one, and it's pretty bright. You can see it's pretty far. So we're on top of the roof of the daycare, 
and we're just shining the flashlight. And then on the other side of the road, behind some bushes, you can see about like two or three of these tall, gray, slender things like standing behind them. And we're kind of just like staring at each other, like some kind of staring contest or something. And we're just looking at each other. Uh, and I, I, to, I look at my friend and I'm like, you think we should go down there? And he didn't want to go down there. And me being the person, I, I wanted to see this thing up close and try to get it on the camera that we had. So uh, he was like, no, like if you're going to go down there, you're going to go down there by yourself. And I'm like, okay. So uh, he has a machete that he carries around with him. He had that on his back, so I told him to give me the machete. If anything happens, then I might have to kill myself an alien. Um, I had the camera in a little bag. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. On my side. That was like, kill myself an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's exactly what was going on. I was like, I'm going to kill myself an alien. This is great. <laughs> and get it on, get it on oh, camera. Man. So yeah, yeah, I get that. I get the camera, I get the the flashlight, and then I started making my way down and my friend's like kinda of feeling a little guilty. So like, all right, I'm coming with you. So he comes down but he takes the flashlight. So we go back onto the road, uh, and then we jump the fence and we're on the road looking around the bushes that we saw these things behind. We went back there, had the flashlight on and we're looking around and then like there's these like indentations, so like something was standing behind these bushes like there's like three like sets of like footprints in the in the sand and it looked like they kind of turned to the to the left and kind of walked away so i'm standing there a camera uh and a machete in in the other hand and uh uh, my friend's looking around on he's he's on the left of me and he's looking around too, and he's got the flashlight, he's shining it around. And then when he points up, he sees this thing, the the, the same thing I was telling you about, or there we're talking about. <laughs> it's standing like right in front of him, maybe four, four or five feet in front of him. And he, he started screaming, uh, and I quickly look and I see it, but it turns around and it just it starts running. And this thing is fast, and <laughs> we're like chasing it. <laughs> I was like, I told him like, don't lose it, don't lose it. So we're just like running as fast as we can, trying to keep up with it. But it was, it was, it was way faster than, uh, way faster than us. Uh, and it, it got away. <laughs> um, so we were kind of freaking out. We got back on the road. We we're talking about it. Uh, and we're just trying to figure out like, what, what is this? What's <laughs> Like what's going on? What what do we what what did we just see here? Um, uh, and we're like looking toward each other, and behind my friend is a little like street light. <clears throat> um, so it's like it's behind them, but not directly behind them. Um, and then behind me, it's just dark. It's just one road, and it's just dark. Uh, but we're looking at each other, trying to figure out what was going on. And when my friend was looking at me, he he uh, he jumps back, uh, and like I, just, I immediately froze because like, like oh my god, what did he see? Um, and like, say so he jumps back. He's, he's he's looking like 
behind me, not at me, but behind me. And I quickly turn around and there's nothing back there. And I'm like, dude, what are you looking at? And he's like, he's, he's like, man, we should probably like get out of here. He's like, and I'm like, dude, yeah, tell me what, what, what did you, what did you see? Like, I want to know what you saw. And what he said was he saw this thing, the gray alien thing behind me. And it was, it just like stood right behind me. Uh, and then when my friend saw it, it just like, it turned and it just walked away. And I was like, I was a little, like, I was in shock. <laughs> like, like, what, what, like, what are these things? What are they, are they just like messing with us? Are they curious or something? I don't know. We'd, so when he told me that, I was like, all right, let's, uh, like, I'm not ready to go home yet, but let's get back on top of the daycare and kind of just look around. Um, and that's what we do. We go back on top of the daycare and we kind of just keep an eye out in that area. And we see nothing, nothing happens for the rest of the night, but we're just, you know, staying out there, uh, just to see if maybe they're still out there watching us or something. But the time, uh, like five, five thirty ish rolls around, uh, the sun's just about coming out. So, uh, we decided to crawl down and go back to that area. We saw all, or all this stuff was happening and kind of just looking around to make, just to double check this see the area see what what kind of like clues or stuff we could find um so i have a footage of it but it's on my mom's computer uh haven't been able to get that yet but i have footage of that night um but nothing else happened so we weren't really tired um, so we, when we got back, we told my, I told my sisters, cause usually like when something like this happens, I'll tell my sisters and sometimes they'll believe me. Sometimes they won't. Uh, and, um, we go into my room, I have a laptop. Uh, I started editing the, uh, video that we just saw and I was going to, cause that, that was kind of like my, my thing. I wanted to be like a paranormal investigator or something, uh, investigate like strange stuff or happenings and try to get them on footage and put them up on YouTube. But that actually never happened, but I'm sitting there, I'm editing the video. I'm recording a little bit of audio so I can overlay that in the video. Uh, and then I go to play back one of the audio clips and, um, and I'm just saying like, hey, like we're out here in Juve Hills. We're looking in like a night that, we set out to find skinwalkers. We found something else instead. And then like, I'm continuing talking there, but when I go to play back the audio and it gets to that point, it just, it's just really like staticky. And you hear this like buzzing noise in the background. And then you can faintly hear a voice coming through the audio. Uh, and I, I hurry up and pause it and I move the, I, I rewinded it a little bit to show my friend so he can hear it for himself. But when I played it again, uh, there was no static. There was no buzzing noise and it was just me talking. So I didn't know what happened there or what was going on. Do you think that's something that was happening live in person right there and not on the recording? <clears throat> uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I just remember the art when I played back the audio, it's just like something was trying to like interrupt it or something at the time. But when I go to play it back, it's, it's not there. 
the the, the static, the, the buzzing, the weird voice coming through, it wasn't there. I didn't know what to what think of it. Um, but like the, I, I'm not sure if this is what it was saying or if that's just what my my ears were picking up, what my mind wanted to hear. But we heard some. I heard something like, like uh, we're around you or something. Like oh, so it was it very. English? Yeah, uh, I, I want to say yes, but <clears throat> again, I'm not sure if it's um, if it if that's what I heard or if that's what my mind wanted me to hear. But that's okay. what I was like, kind of picking up like like a very distorted, like almost humming, kind of like a weird around you, and then as it, I was really like, <laughs> I couldn't believe what I. Uh, what I, what I caught there, and it sucks that I couldn't show my friend, but yeah, that's that's what we caught on the audio recording we were doing that night. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, that night we went out looking for skinwalkers and ended up finding something else, which is um, one of the most exciting nights <laughs> we've ever had <laughs> out there looking for this kind of stuff. Uh, and <clears throat> I mean, after that, like, uh, I, I went off to college and my friend stayed on the reservation, uh, and then we kind of just never really did anything like that, uh, again. So we were kind of just, uh, yeah, we, we, so majority of this, all this stuff happened, uh, before I left for college in 2011, uh, because, uh, when I came back, there was where, yeah, he didn't have time. I I had a job, and I couldn't really go out there and do that stuff anymore. I'd like to go out and do that stuff again, but uh, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds like you enjoyed yourself while you were doing it and stuff, and it's a shame that it kind of, the way you just told us, it sounds kind of like it all came to an end. Like, <laughs> you don't have anybody to go out there with you or anything like that. <clears throat> yeah, and that's... uh. So, um, so I came, when I came out from college, like my friends, like, why, like, why don't you go out there and uh, do it by yourself if you want to see this stuff? Now I'm like, what I told them was just like, like, I'm not going out there by myself. <laughs> if something happens to me, somebody's got to, <laughs> somebody's got to let my parents know what happened. <laughs> Cause I, I wasn't going to like, yeah, I was, I'm not, I'm too scared to go back out there by myself. But that's just like the Skinwalker stuff. There's still like this weird goat man thing that happened, uh, and there's still like a, a alien stuff I had when I was a kid. Uh, there was a bunch of other stuff that happened out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dormitory I used to stay in was haunted. It was crazy. And this is like when I was in fifth, sixth grade. That was intense. But yeah, majority of that Skinwalker stuff is like the majority of my stories. Yeah. I And, you know, Jamal, when we sat down and stuff and I was going over the email, I was like, this guy has stories. And, and uh, dude, you started talking and just I let you roll, man. 
Uh, listen, I think what we should do is bring you back on for a part two, maybe even a part three with all these different stories. Uh, because I mean, we're talking, like you said, we talked about the skinwalkers, got alien stuff, UFOs, uh, ghost babies, shadow figures, disembodied voices, the goat man. And then you also have, uh, these stories that were told to you. Uh, like, I think you said it was your friend's grandfather who had livestock stolen by Bigfoot, uh, yeah. tree, tree people, uh, little people, uh, it, it's just like all these things happen. And I'm telling you, man, like it, it feels like these things happen like this in a very condensed area when it comes to the reservations. It's very interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of strange stuff that goes on on the reservation that, I mean, like before, uh, <laughs> like a lot of the, the older folks around here, um, they don't usually talk about this stuff, but a lot of like the younger generation, my generation, they're starting to like, you know, tell their stories about this stuff. So it's becoming more like known and yeah. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where you share the show or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do to help this show grow is just to share it around with your friends, because if you enjoy it, chances are your friends will enjoy it as well. Now, thank you very much for tuning in this week. And until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye. Looting liabilities like it's gold 
Atomic number 79 Gucci, Prada, Jordan High Set that line, it's on the house Till your soul The ones that keep us locked for the felony time Or the ones that fund the dollars for the BLM sign Y'all ain't really doing what y'all supposed to Y'all just follow suit like the rest do All right, that was a group called Van Tesla. I want to let you guys know where to follow them. Check them out on Instagram, Van Tesla, V-A-N-T-E-S-L-A. Sounds just like it's spelled. It's spelled just like it sounds. Van Tesla. They're a new group that's making awesome music. They reached out to me to share some of their music. I absolutely love it, and I know you will too. So if you like this song, you ain't heard nothing yet. Check them out, Van Tesla, and give them a follow because they're up and coming. And about five years from now, their Instagram is going to have over 100,000 followers. I promise you, bet on it. Van Tesla. While you sleep, walk through society's lines. Tell me more when you shake anxiety's hand. The blues brand heavy from the first plan. She gone, I've asked for it, and he gone, go shoot for it. While you sleep, walk through society's lines. Shaking Zaydee's hand The flow's brand heavy from the first plan She gone, I'ma ask for it he gone, go shoot for it like Schwab, paying for swabs. You thought Santa Claus go get the no drumming's claws. I'm in boxers making money off vaccines. J Pow hit on the money machine. The dollar back by nothing is fiat. And you trust money more than you trust your own PI. Priorities like birds sit all over the place. Use your expression to pull the triggers all on your face. Ventriloquist things infuse venomous streams. Look in the mirror, that's what conspiracy seems. Back and forth with an incel. If you move like you got chipped by Intel. Show me Control to 